You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello. Welcome to the show. It's a Wednesday night edition. Scott Sattler is in the studio and so am I, Jason Matthews. Welcome to a Wednesday night edition. Hello, Satsy. Uh, can I just say, before the listeners actually hear our voices, mm. our microphones are obviously not on. But if they could hear you abusing Cohen what? before we go on on air, they'd be absolutely disgusted. How dare you on International Women's Day bring stuff like this up? I'm a good manager. Of? People. Mm. You manage Seriously. a buffet really well. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Actually, some say I don't. Uh, but listen, no, it's uh, you'll find out why in a moment, listener. You will find out in a moment why I was going off. And it is, look, I'm the New South Welshman on the show. I put up with Scott Sattler banging on about Queensland all the time. I get Matt Rogers, Queensland. And now Daddy Vass, our new producer. Where is he actually from? He's from Queensland. Oh, okay. Can't you tell he speaks slowly? <laughs> anyway, now he's having a crack at one of New South Wales's greatest rug- rugby league players of all time. And I'm not standing for it anymore. Who? I, it's a hook and tease in oh, the biz. Okay. Yep. We'll get to it in just a moment. Hello to our wonderful listeners through the Super Radio Network, my favourite radio station, 2HD in Newcastle in particular, but there's about a zillion of them mm. uh, that we go to. Our SEN 1170 in Sydney, SENQ 693 in Brisbane, my favourite radio station. Even though it's Queenslanders listening, I love it. It's my favourite radio station. SEN 1620 on the Goldie. Uh, SEN track stations, SEN Fanatic, if you're listening via the SEN app, or on DAB Plus in Sydney, Melbourne, or Brizzy. Welcome to Sports Day. And first of all, before we get into kicking Cohen, Daddy Vass's backside, yeah. I just want to say happy International Women's Day mm. to all our female listeners out there. I think we've got one, and she's from Brisbane. Oh, you, would have cr- you would have been crawling Sam Thompson, our boss. Oh, she's away. Is she? Yeah. No, no. So you would have been, oh, happy International Women's Day, Sam. Well, you know what I did today, and I, <laughs> shall I tell you what I told you? Yeah, tell me anyway. I told you earlier, remember? On that conference I call I got to you. I hear blah, blah. That's all I hear. I, got, I jumped on a conference call today on time. Yep. Can I just say don't do that? Because it's, it's all that awkward conversation, mm. you know. And there was just wonderful women that I work with here at SCN on the call at the Why time. Why are you saying that facetiously? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm oh. making up for what I said. Okay. And I do. We work with some great people. And uh, I said, ah, oh, happy International Women's Day, ladies. Okay. When do we get one? A day, meaning blokes. Mm. That didn't go down well. The, was the response, 
Every day is International Blokes Day. It is was. That it? Yeah. it was. And I just said that. But yeah. you know what? I felt like a chip and I had about 30 uh, seagulls just pecking at me at once. And I'm Why waiting for another male. I you? don't know. Yeah. But I, I was waiting for another male to jump on the call and I was like, oh, God. It was, it was, no, we don't need a day. Every day is Blokes Day. But you know no, what? What? Favorite women's sports person? Yep. Mine's obvious, though. Too easy. Florence Griffith Joyner, who? No, it's Ash. Ash, Ash Barty. Yeah, but you know the reason? Fair. You know the reason is that she, like the rest of our tennis players, or males in particular, she just did it gracefully. She, not like them, she just did it. She just won everything. She did it gracefully. She can play footy. She can play cricket. You she know can what I love play about golf. Her also, is that she's what, five foot five on a good day? Yeah, she's yeah. playing against all these these big athletic women who are powerful and she's got this beautiful finesse around the court. Yeah, and as you said, she's very humble. Mine's Steph Gilmore. I always love Steph Gilmore for what she's yeah, done in surfing. Amazing. But to watch that recent documentary on Apple TV, which is called Make or Break, follows the World Surfing League, unprecedented access. It is amazing. The surfers just give everything to this doco and it follows her eighth world championship last season. It, she is unbelievable. Now, in the World Surfing League, the uh, current tournament's going to be on uh, very soon or happening now, I think. But um, the women are allowed to wear on International uh, Women's Day. They're, they're allowed, allowed to, wear, to wear. They're allowed to wear. They've been asked to wear yep. a female that has inspired them throughout their careers. That's awesome. So Steph Gilmore's worn Susie O'Neill, Madam Butterflies. There's another ripper. So her name on the back of her shirt. There's another ripper. You know who I love and she's a friend of the show? Lisa Curry-Kenny. Not just for what she's done in sport, what she's been through in her personal mm, life. She yeah. is an amazing woman. Uh, speaking of swimmers, you you were personally responsible for introducing me to Brooke Hansen. Yep. Love Brooke. Lovely uh, we, lady. We do. And we work some wonderful women here too uh, at SENN on Sports Day. So we're Daddy blessed. Vass. Daddy Vass. He's... Well, I don't get it. I'm not going. I'm just. I'm trying to be serious for once. Yep. Actually, Daddy Vass, uh, Cohen. Really that serious on this show. Uh, so. Our producer, can you come in the studio for the moment? This is where you absolutely get belted. Uh, favorite woman, women's sports person. Who is it? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Any sport, any nationality. It doesn't matter where they come from. We'd love to hear your favorite female sporting star tonight. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Daddy Vass, have you got a moment? Oh, it's, it's time. We're doing a live radio show. And did you just hear that? Yeah. He goes, oh, just one sec. Total disrespect. Now, Brisbane Eel on the text line's got in early, 0457 736 736. Hey, Sats, we'll give you the hot tip. I need a, a hot tip at the moment. Uh, I don't need to hear Woogie. Actually, he said Wookie. I like Wookie better than Woogie. Before the show to be discussed, it only takes a couple of minutes of on-air time. As a New South Welshman living in Queensland, he needs to step up on how he interacts with fellow humans. What's that mean? Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he thinks you're a little bit brutal on people. Who? You. Who? But me? Well, you are the prophet of doom. No, I'm not. You are. Daddy Vass, welcome to the show. Is it my time to talk? Uh, no, oh, what are we talking to Daddy, Daddy Vass about? What was that rubbish he came? I had to go for a walk. This is how upset I was. That there's some, there's some news going around this afternoon that the Roosters, is it, correct, correct me if I'm right, <laughs> the Roosters and Teddy, James Tedesco, are at loggerheads over a new deal. Is that correct? Yeah. I wouldn't wants... say loggerheads. Well, they can't agree. 
Well, the Roosters are just a little bit frustrated that uh, Teddy's management want a one-year extension on his current contract. So he comes off contract in 2024. Yep. Joseph Suali'i has agreed to uh, his option of 2024. So they both come off contract the same year. Mm-hmm. Teddy will be 32 in – he wants an extension to 2025 Five. now. Yep. So one more year. And the Roosters are sort of saying, oh, hang on a sec, we're just not quite sure about that. 32 in 2025. Suali'i be 21. In 2025. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Anyway, are they going to be coming to a decision and should wash your mouth out with soap even to even – I can't believe – Think that – I can't believe you two actually had this discussion. He's the Australian captain. He's the New South Wales – We haven't even asked the question. No, I know it is. I already know what it is. And, again, I'm sick of this Queensland bias. This has got nothing to do with Queensland. It has. This is the. It absolutely does. So my question is: In 2025, does Joseph Suali'i become the fullback at 21, on probably about the same sort of money by 2025 when he's got? Well, a, how much are we talking about? Uh, Eight hundred. So Teddy's mil? reportedly on 1.1. He's oh, on 1.1. Reportedly, Suali'i on about 700, 800. I think okay. the Roosters don't want to risk 1.1 for Teddy at 32. And I think... Are you serious? Well, you've got to turn your attention to the youth. You've got to think about the future of the club. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this. Oh, please. Where's the loyalty? Where's the... Well, that's my question. Is Does James Tedesco, is he the player that deserves to finish his career at the Roosters? Or does the club have to make the tough and difficult decision, which the great clubs do... I go with I go with the the former. I I believe he deserves to absolutely he does play at the Roosters for the rest of his career. I'm not even a Roosters supporter, mm. and I believe that he's earned that right, and he'll he'll still perform at the age of 32. I can't believe you're cutting blokes out at the age of 32, Daddy Vass. Now, well, I'm just basing Suoliti's off... going to rugby no, anyway uh, after 2024. Hello, Forget it. They've got Suoliti. And Manu in their squad, right? Yeah, but fine. But I wouldn't That's even That's the future S- of the club. Suali'i at the end of 2024 is going, see ya, right? And he's buggering off to rugby. Make no mistake. Yeah, and when he does, that's when you can resign. Can you Teddy. isolate that little segment just right there? Well, you don't think Suali'i's going to rugby at the end of this 2024? I wouldn't have a clue what he's going to do. Mate, no doubt. Eddie, really? Eddie no Jones is going to get his little fingers on him because he's not taking Cam. He's not taking Cam Murray, so he's got to find someone else. Listen, I have no doubt he is. Can I just say something? Joey Manu, last year, when he filled in at fullback, when Teddy was playing Origin and in the World Cup, Mm. was outstanding. Yeah, but filled in. He has not done it week in, week out. Remember the Roosters, not last year, the year before, and they had all those injuries? Who was the one bloke that kept the Roosters together and they kept winning? It was James Tedesco. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think he's one of the greatest fullbacks the game's ever seen. He is Mr. Consistent. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing 2025. Based on money. 32. You know what? Based on money. Based on money alone, Joey Manu is the player that's going to be demanding more money. Okay. If he wants to play fullback or 5'8", whatever it is. So does Joey Manu price himself out of potentially staying at the Roosters. How's, how's this one? Okay. Based off their performance on the weekend, I know it's a long season. Are you serious again? Wait, hang on. Oh, my God. Joey Manu at six. Tedesco at one. Suali'i in the centres. Uh, Sam Walker at 14. 
Mate, what are you? Are you've well, been on the Cheech you, and Chongs. Have you been on the Susie Wongs <laughs> out the back? Seriously, I just I think they're lacking something in the halves. You're boys. watching too much are Fox serious? Sports Sam News. Sam Walker mate. It will be the next Queensland halfback. Yeah, but he can't Tom, def- Tom Bearden like, in the front line of defence. I don't think he's 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 still not there for me. In defence, great in attack, great at organising. But you're but, talking 2025, mate. What about Alfie Langer? Alfie Langer was smaller than Sam Walker. I'm looking at the Roosters this year and trying to get some wins on the board for them. Did you invite him into the studio? This I'd, is your fault. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> okay. I'm seriously, mate, oh. you're, you're, you're disgusting. 2025, Teddy, they should take that offer right now, the Roosters, and thank Teddy for re-signing with him for an extra year. At the age of 32, he's a professional rugby league player. For God's sake, he's the Australian captain. He deserves that extra one year. Did you just figure out that he was a professional rugby league player? I'm trying to make he's it been sound a professional more professional for quite a while. <laughs> no, but I'm so, you, now, you know what I'm now, saying. Now, Kane, good evening, boys. The West Tigers will take Teddy back. No questions asked. Yeah, I'm sure he would, Kane. Um, but is that the question? Is it? Is Manu the one that may okay, miss what are, out? Well, okay, what do the Roosters do? Do you agree with Daddy Vass, or do you think do you stick with Teddy? If you if you're, if I'd you're, go Teddy fullback. Joseph Suwali has this ability to play wing. Centre, he won't be there. He won't be there. Wing centre fullback, whatever it may be, and maybe Manu's the one that because purely because of money, as much as the Roosters would love to keep him, maybe Manu's the one that. Potentially has to go to another club to get that. That's if Suwali stays at the Roosters. Yeah, seven figure salary. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think he's off to rugby, as I said before. Oh four five seven oh, yeah. seven three six seven three six. Mate, you can rubbish me all you like, but my opinion is like a backside. Everyone's got one. All right. Hey, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Hey, do you want to hear what's coming up on the sea, Daddy Bass? Hey, how many likes are you up to now on TikTok? I'll report back. I, Has I, it gone up much? I think so, ten or fifteen thousand. thousand. <laughs> wow, you're very popular. Nah, boys, I don't put post any content on there, so I'll have to get back on there and and rev it right up. But I am floating around the network, so there you go. What? What? He what? Is, what? You, you're what one strange dude. What's happened to have you? Have you been eating hash cookies or something? <laughs> no, don't. No, we don't talk about that. Okay. Hey, All mate, right. the phone's ringing. Just wanted to give you the heads up. Don't answer, Glenn. No. That's the only one I wouldn't. Have. Thank you, Daddy Vass. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Broncos assistant coach John Hoss Cartwright will be joining us uh, real soon. Voted top five schooner drinkers at the Clove Valley Hotel. I have no doubt. Warriors head coach Andrew Webster. Good we man. Sp- we spoke to him late last year, Sat. Yeah. And there was a few things he told us there, which we'll go back over. But good start for the Warriors this year, and good for him to play a game back home. But. Um, I know you've been talking about this in the office today. Like, why Wellington for the first game? Yeah. I thought that was quite strange, but he'll have an answer. Yeah, no doubt about Mm. that. SCN cricket commentator Adam Collins joins us ahead of the fourth test, uh, which is kicking off tomorrow, 1.30, that action on SCN or through the app. Uh, By the way, by the way, I want to ask about one of our debates tonight is actually going to be about Davey Warner. I know everyone talks about it, but... I can't see him being selected in the eleven in the eleven mm-hmm. for the Ashes. Okay, I, I I think the fourth test starting tomorrow maybe dictate that. If Head and Kawaja get off to a really good start and look really settled, it may be. I I reckon I reckon it's a done deal. Head and Kawaja at the top of the order. I'd persist, particularly in England with Renshaw. 
I'd have him look to the future. But I'd still take Davey Warner in the squad and he can he can help develop these younger batters. But I I, I reckon he's played his last test for Australia. Okay. He's going to go back for the one days in so India. So have you just answered one of the three burning questions or we have to come up with another question? I haven't looked that far down. Okay. We'll just do two. Mm. We don't have to do that. Uh, Greyhound New South Wales update with uh, Simon Orchard. None from two over the last two weeks with any tips. So I don't know. We'll work out whether we're going to take them this week. And we've got a brand new segment. This is Sats's little baby. It's called Who Am I? No, Who Am I? Okay, here we go. Good song. Good song. Hey, uh, now this is, um, well, we've got tickets to the supercars, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle this, this weekend. weekend. Is it a yeah. double? It's a double three-day pass. Beautiful. Yeah. Great stuff. So you can go Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Or all three of them. It's the opener too, isn't it, this weekend? Yep. Mm. So I'm going to give you some clues throughout the night and just text in 0457 736 736 who you think I may be talking about. Could be any sport. And I'm going to start off with rugby league first and foremost. What a surprise. The first clue is born. NLB, hang on. Let me get, is it a Queenslander? Well, you may, not, you may know or may not know that. I'm Three having a clues. guess. No. Okay, born early 60s in Sydney. It was a back, and he played for four clubs. Okay? That's the first clue. Is that it? Not. Yep. So I don't expect any answers just yet, but in the start of the next segment, I'll drop another little. So born in the early 60s. Born in the early and 60s. And played as a back for four clubs. Yep. Never played in the forwards. Okay? I'll give you next clue, next segment. When you say in the backs, does that include wing? Well, yeah, anywhere from half back through to full back. Okay? Do you play on the wing? Well, he, he, he played in the backs. Being International Women's Day, I would have picked a female athlete personally, but that's just me. That's what well, I would have done. Well, you organised Andrew Webster and John Cartwright <laughs> the interview, so. Uh, okay, what, what are you doing? Are you taking texts on this or calls? This is totally not organised. No, we're taking text. Okay, so you want people to guess who it is now? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. You can try and have a guess right now. I don't anticipate that anyone will get it based on the first line of clues. Can I ask a question? Yes. Which state were they born in? If you listened earlier on, Woogie, I said Sydney. Okay. Sydney's not a state. No, I said, well, Sydney's in New South Wales, so it doesn't matter whether Thank I you. said. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Adrian from Rouse Hill says, uh, oh, oh, Adrian, now I know who it is. Took the words right out of my mind. Joey Manu, the world's best player, will be a sensation at six. I would break the bank to sign Manu and play him at fullback. What? I do not want to help the Roosters, but Manu is a superstar. Is he playing fullback or six? Who? Manu? Yeah. He could play anywhere. I don't understand that text. Anyway. Guys, do you think Sheens will see he's two years out or get chopped after one year and step Dave Ferner up a year as caretaker coach until Benji takes nope. it? No. He'll be there. Guys, can we ask everyone to settle down? We've had one game. People <laughs> he have got, will be there. People have got the Dolphins winning and the Premiership. Anyone who speaks ill of Tim Sheens needs to wash <laughs> their mouth out. We're going to go to a break when we come back. Uh, well, it was, it was a part of the setup at the Titans with you. Yep. He coached the Rat. He's not here tonight. It's his weekend. Um, He's a Penrith legend. Absolutely. John Cartwright joins us next here on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. 
Arnold yes. behind the play. He's on the left. Yes. Here he comes. Adam Reynolds. He nails it. Adam Reynolds with the field goal. Ice cool as always. Yeah, Adam Reynolds with the field goal. Of course, the Broncos kicked off their season the other night in fine form. In this fact, this bloke would have loved uh, the trip back to the Riff as well. He would have enjoyed his time down there. Assistant coach at the Broncos, John Cartwright joining us. G'day, Carty. Afternoon, boys. When you walk into – just got to educate you guys. When you right. walk into Penrith, his lovely dad, Merv, you got to – there's a – you know, you – Got to bow to the the statue, and then you when even if Cardi's with another club, you got to kiss his hand. Yeah, the, right. The ring on I his kiss hand. the ring. Hey, Cardi, did you revisit your old haunt, the Wallacea Hotel, while you're out at the Riff, or not? No, I didn't, mate. Unfortunately, we stayed at uh, Rudy Hill RSL, which is another old stomping ground. <laughs> um, and that that place has changed a hell of a lot. But yeah, we we didn't get the chance to to get around too much, mate. We we got there late uh, the day before the game, and then. We didn't uh, didn't have a lot of transport, so we were sort of spent the day at Rudy Hill. But uh, yeah, the trip up to Penrith from Rudy Hill, uh, yeah, good memories all the way. Uh, did he get what's that sandwich shop in Penrith? That Murray you, sandwich. Did you get the Murray sandwich at all, Cardi? Murray. I tell people about Murray sandwiches, and I, I believe they're still going. Still going. You've got to see a Murray sandwich to to believe it. They're just. They, they feed, it, feed a family of five. It's outstanding, outstanding. Mm. Now, going back to the riff, of course, with the Brisbane Broncos and going up against the uh, the Premier's, Premier's card, you, you, you're always confident of, of getting them. Every team is. But was it the defensive effort of your side and, and their mentality around defending such a, a potent side like Penrith that impressed you the most? It was, mate. Um, there was, I think, most teams emphasised defence through their, through their pre-season and yeah, we were no different. We you know, history says the best defensive sides do win competitions, and that uh, was an area we worked really hard on, uh, physically, mentally, um, and and the players bought into it. It was it's always good to see it in practice. You know, I think you do look at our team on paper, and you you, you know if, if I wasn't even involved in the joint, I'd expect the team to to be playing uh, consistent semi-final football. So. It's an area that as coaches as well. It's you know if we're not getting there, we've got to look at ourselves. You know we've got a side there that can do things, and we've got to uh, you know give them the tools to, to make it happen. Yeah, Cardi, it's right, mate. I, I I've got to ask you. It's been a pretty disjointed off season for the for the Broncos. There's been a lot of you know stuff off the field that could easily distract the team. What what have you done to have you used that as a fuel to bring you together? Because it looked like the team was just so united. Um, and you have to be to win those big games. They look so united. Um, you know, have you used that as fuel? Uh, it has, mate. The Broncos are, you know, they'll tend to make the papers more than anyone else for, for you know, probably smaller type incidences. Not, not that there are any small things these days, but it, it has. You know, it's, you, you, it, it's sort of an us versus them mentality. It's... Um, the Bronx um, historically have always been, you know, the won six premierships in their in their 30 years in the competition. So they're they're the side that everyone you know wants to hate. And we you know, Kevy's big on he's a, he's a you know, massive massive uh, historian on the club. Like he you know he was there pretty much from day one. And his his dream has always been to take the the Broncos back to where he says they belong. So it's 
it's definitely something that he's instilled in them, you know, that you, you either love the Broncos or you hate them. So, that, you know, there's more haters out there than, than lovers. And uh, it's it's certainly been spoken about, mate, in the lead up to the to the season. Yeah. Mate, Matty Ballins joined you as a senior assistant there at the, at the club. How, how has he helped you and Kevy having, you know, Matty come into the fold? Yeah, well, I worked with Matty down at uh, Manly as well. He's a mate, he's a tremendous fellow, Matty. You, you guys would all know him. Uh, he's a, he's very um, very hard working. Uh, and you, what you saw as a player with Matty, you know, I, I didn't really know Matty before I met him at Manly, but I just thought tough, hard working, does the little things right, and and that's certainly what he brings as a coach, mate. Yeah. Cardi, a, a player that I've watched a fair bit of through his through his junior reps, and then when he was playing in the Host Plus Cup, Queensland Cup at uh, South Logan Magpies, number six, Ezra Mam. Uh, everyone likens him to a, a young Anthony Milford, but and when I watch Ezra play, Cardi, I, I feel as though the defensively is it's probably a part of his game that he's focused on the most. He's he's really hit the ground running, hasn't he? He's, a, he's only twenty years of age. He has, mate. He, I, I... I think he's put about five or six kilograms on this year. You know, all, all where it matters, all you know, through that the power base, through the through the the hips and the the thighs and the, and the backside. So he's built up in the area that he needs to. Um, he, he's another. Uh, he's a tremendous kid, Ezra. He's a he's very casual. He's one of those new wave players, mate. That you look at him before a game, and you know, he used to sit in the corner and sweat and worry about what was going to happen. He's, he's up sort of doing a little jig and high-fiving and you don't know what's sort of going on underneath the surface, but on the outside, I look at them, especially Lesra, but most young kids in general these days, they just, they just don't seem to feel any pressure and that's how he goes. It goes out and plays. Young hooker, I've been telling everyone who wants to listen on air and any of my friends to look out for the next wave of, of players that come through at any club and as a kid, again, that I've watched a fair bit of, Blake Moser, the young hooker of got a high regard of what's going on with him at the moment. Is he, is he injured or is he just sort of just biding his time? Mate, he had a shoulder reconstruction uh, back end of last year. So very unfortunate for Blake that he, he did miss uh, a lot of the football side of the preseason. You know, it's like in rehab, he's, he's certainly muscled up and he's bulked up like Ezra has. Um, but he hasn't been able to do much contact. He's, he played in the last trial we had against the Cowboys. Uh, he got 15, 20 minutes, so he got a taste of that. Uh, he'll play his trade now at South Logan. He'll be ready to start the season. And I think, mate, I, I haven't seen a lot of Blake play, but I, as, you know, a lot of young kids coming into grade, coming out of sort of schoolboy situations, they need to start playing against men, and he'll get that opportunity you know, when the Queensland Cup kicks off this week. Yeah, nice one, Cardi. Mate, you, you, I'm obviously a huge start last week. Nobody really gave you guys a hope going down to Penrith. You obviously had belief in yourselves to go out there and get the job done. A lot of excitement came off the back of that. How do you temper that now and just get back to work? I mean, every week's a tough week. How, what's what's the message for the players this week? I think, you know, mate, you want to, uh, you, you sort of switch off about what happened last year. You have to, if you can't draw on it. But the fact is, you know that we, we we were in a good position and, and we let that slip through our fingers. So I think that's uh, in the back of our mind, mate. That we you know we we do have a team that's capable of doing something in this competition. And uh, mentally, you, we you know we feel that's probably the only area that we can let it slip. So it's mm. it's the players are a year older, they're a year wiser. Uh, I can see a bit of a maturity amongst the group. You know, this is my third year here. Uh, the group's been together pretty consistently for that time. 
and like you said earlier, you know, the, uh, as you get to spend time with players and they or they get time to spend with each other, time out off the field, time on the field, you, I can see something um, pretty good building there. And like wins like that against Penrith are just, you know, they're they're um, well, you just can't buy what that does for your squad. And no. to a man after the game, you know, I've seen us, you know, seen young kids sometimes celebrate a bit hard, but it was once the song was sung, it was sort of all focus was on getting ready for the Cowboys at home. Yeah, nice. Yeah, big class on Friday night. Carter, you've been on kangaroo tours. You've played for your country. You've come back after seeing other players and the way they prepare and play. And some players come back better players. They pick up some some of those little idiosyncrasies. Have you seen some of those players come back from the World Cup and they've got a bit of a spring in their step? Yeah, definitely Pat Carrigan, mate. Like I, I, he, oh, he probably came of age, you know, when he when he made his origin debut last year. But Going away, he's a bit of a sponge, Paddy. He's a, he's a, he loves uh, he loves the game, and he and he's a uh, he's a great fella to have in your team, you know, from a coach's point of view, because he's sort of at the top of his game, and he he or he just wants to get better every day. He comes to training, you know, he asks questions, uh, he leads by example, um, you know, he he does all the right things, and I think that kangaroo tour um, was a real eye opener for him as well. You know, they've been not on the radar for a long time and for him to go away and spend great a uh, lot of time with the best players and different sort of coaches I think he's certainly come back because um, he's done you know pretty much done everything in the game now the thing he hasn't done is win a grand final and you know he's spent time with those Penrith guys and he saw the bond that they they have between themselves um, and he talks openly about it you know that you know we want to get to to where they have been and uh, yeah, he's he's been leading the way uh, since he got back. Yeah, him house were phenomenal on on Friday night. Now you talk about bonds and the Penrith guys. Now you guys had a strong bond back in the in the nineties, and your old mate Royce has got a building named after him now in the car park of the Leagues Club. Will you get a unit next to him in that building block <laughs> in one day or not? Well, mate, I expect one. I don't know whether uh, <laughs> Simo. I don't know how much say Simo has down there these days, but yeah, um, yeah mate, he, very unfortunate. What what Royce? I spoke to him the other day. Uh, he, you know what Royce is like. He yep. can he can take the Mickey out of himself. I, I won't repeat what he said. I might get into trouble, but <laughs> he, you know, he he's facing it head on. He's doing everything he possibly can to, to enjoy every day. He always has enjoyed every day, but he's, I think he's doing it even more. Uh, since uh, you know the, the news that he got, but uh, well, you know what a soldier he is. He's he's got yeah. another walk coming up. Unfortunately, I can't get there for, for that one. I had had a lot of fun on the uh, the past one that he didn't. We raised, you know he raised a lot of money um, for the, for that illness. So, uh, but as far as the unit's concerned, mate, he'll you know, there's always a room there for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great men of rugby league, Royce Simmons. Yeah, isn't he? Like, just a character. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. All right, Cardi, we're going to let you go. Oh, before you go, as you know, Rat has uh, just joined us here at SEN and he's on Sports Day with uh, myself and, and Sats. And he does two days a week. Was he? Did he put in bigger effort when he was playing uh, oh, for mate. the Titans than he does working at SEN? Well, mate, he, he was he was sort of at the twilight when he when he came to the Titans. So you, you get certain entitlements when you play yeah, three, uh, when you when you play uh, at that level, but. Uh, it's a funny thing about that. I was thinking about you know the early days at the Titans and and the you know the side that we had and uh, I was listening. I listened. To you, can you do something about getting your station on sort of a bit? Like I can't pick it up until I get halfway home from Brisbane, so I, I, I miss half the show unfortunately. But 
Yeah, just what a what a great buy the rat was for us when we we came into the, the competition. I think he had four years with us, and yeah. each, every year we got better and better and better. I think his final year there was probably his best uh, that he had for our club. So. Yeah, to look at him, you wouldn't have thought he looked like a bit like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. But once, he put that, once he put those boots on, it was yeah, he was ten foot tall and bulletproof. Ah, oh, thanks, Cardi. I'll I'll fix you up tomorrow. Well, it's, Cardi, it's week two. Yeah. It's week two Laughing, with us yeah. here. He's he's still got five and a half months probation, yeah, so we don't right, know how he's right. going to go there. And by the way, Cardi, if you want to listen, uh, download the SCN app. Cardi. Cardi will get. What's he knows the, how to download app, apps. Mate? He knows how to download apps. Get yeah. get one of those young kids you like you. You don't download it for you. How many? What apps do you reckon Cardi has on his phone? It'd be a, like uh, a, sports, a betting, a betting bet. type. Of, yeah, yeah he'd have a betting app. Yeah. He wouldn't have a podcast app. Yeah. He wouldn't know what a podcast is. Yeah. You folks know me too well. Do yeah. you have internet banking at least yeah. on, your, on your phone? Cardi? You still got the old bank book, you know? Mate, you're right. I still got a. You're right. I still got a bank book with a Commonwealth Bank. Oh, Jesus, Cardi, uh, mate, good luck this year uh, for the Broncos. It's a healthy competition when the Broncos are. Are going well. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. Thanks, boys. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Good to see uh, lots of uh, regular abusive texts coming through. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We are doing... Who am I? Who are you? First clue again, Sats. First one was born in the early 60s in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And Adrian's just teed off of you. He said, you need HIA. Sats said he was born in Sydney. So obviously that's in New South Wales. I agree with you, Adrian. No, no, read the rest. And then he goes on about Joey Manu. And he's just, listen, for an accountant, (laughs) I thought you'd be a lot smarter, Adrian. Mm. But anyway, finish the clue off because I've got a caller. Uh, Four clubs. He's a back. Yeah. And um, played multiple positions. Yeah. And we've got a lot of votes here. We've got uh, Phil Sigsworth, Preston Campbell. No, he was, wasn't, he was born in the... would be happy with that. Like, yeah. Hey, Sats, I've got a caller. Hang on. Okay, yeah. uh, we've got uh, Greg from Blacktown. G'day, Greg. Yeah. G'day, boys. Um, I'll go Gary Freeman. Gary Freeman, no. He was born in New Zealand. He did play he? for a lot of clubs, Gary Freeman. He was born in New Zealand. Yeah. All right, mate. Thanks for your call. Hang Thank you there. very much. All right. What's the next clue? Oh, we've got Phil Sigsworth, Preston Campbell, Phil Blake from Sensi for Not Phil Mina. Blake? Not Phil Blake. Chris says Phil Blake. Uh, the Rat has texted in and said Phil Blake. Uh, Lloyd from Noosa says Phil Blake. Um, Law from Lower, John Dorohy. Good vote. Phil Sigsworth, Glenn Gary. Danger and Glenn Gary says John Dorohy. Phil Blake from Tornado, Tom. Mark from Curry Curry says Jared Hayne. He'd be happy about that, wouldn't he? Hey, wait, did 60s. you say the rat? He said Phil Blake. Rat, if, you, if you're texting, feel free to come to work, mate. Yeah, exactly. And he can't charge us for that text. <laughs> right, next clue. So they're all wrong, obviously. My next clue is very slightly built, very deceptive, knock need. Okay. So when he ran, he, yeah, when he ran, he was a little bit knock need when he ran. Okay, so it's not John Dorohy, not Phil Blake, not Phil Sigsworth, definitely not Preston Campbell, not John Dorohy. And thank you, everyone. Chris, Phil Blake, no. Thank you for all your... 1963. Neil at Quakers Hill was Preston Campbell. I'll you didn't... Mm. Preston that, Neil. International, can I ask? Okay, he didn't play for his country. Okay. That's okay. Fine. Okay. 
Go through both clues one more time. Okay. Born early 60s in Sydney. Four clubs he played for. He was a back. He played multiple positions. Uh, slightly built. Very deceptive. Yep. And looked like he was a little bit knock-kneed when he ran. Oh, I know who it is. I don't think you do. I know it's not. No, not four clubs. So he never played for the Australia. four clubs, the hard bit. I'll give you another clue. I probably shouldn't give you this clue. Based on his form, he should have been picked for Australia. Oh. Okay, so there you go. We'll finish at that. Uh, Jim in Kira Beach, uh, he says Steph Gilmore as well as his favourite female athlete. Oh, yeah, International Women's Day. Got some more of those there? Yeah, what we've about got Lauren Jackson from Darren from Redland Bay. What yeah, a great athlete. Greatest. I think we underwhelm. I think. Sorry. Un- I think we. Um, Not the right. Yeah, I think we underestimate. Underestimate how great Lauren Jackson is as a sportswoman. I would still Sports say, person, I should say, Lauren Jackson at one stage was the greatest female basketballer in the world. Well, she was. She was voted the best for a number there of years, go. and therefore, I think she's probably one of Australia's greatest sports people. Um, this is a good one. Ian, Maccabi Diva, Black Caviar, Winks. Yeah, well, that's a good yeah, call. That's good. I Drew like says that. Drew says Lane Beachley. Yeah, what a what a great pioneer as well. Uh, great female champions. Um, Yvonne Gulagong won Wimbledon. Then to yeah. prove it, it wasn't a fluke. Won it as a mum, a graceful, humble champion. Won it for the ages. Who inspired Ash? Yeah, exactly right. From one two seven. You've got a lot of really really good. Um, Votes here. Happy International Women's Day. Renee Gracie coming back to supercars. Bathurst wildcard. Okay. Sam Kerr. Did you say that? From Funky Bronco. No. Great nomination. Jeez, the, by the way, the, the Women's Soccer World Cup is not too far away. June in Australia and New Zealand. That's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, some other texts. What about – oh, we've got some texts coming through with guesses. Okay, we've got uh, – you, you want me to read out some? Yeah. Uh, is it Mike Eden? That's from David. Mike Eden? Is it, it, it is? It is Mike Eden. Fair income. Yeah, the other clues were going to be... It's David from Old Turn Gabby. Long enough, and it's straight through the post. Oh, yeah. Uh, another one was going to be both feet. He could kick goals both feet. Not Rothfield, but Rothmans. He won the Rothmans medal in 1983. So there you go. Mike Eden. We've got like uh, Great guess. Mick Patterson was another guess. Yeah, Is it Mick Brett Neal Mullins? from Danger. Or Gary Belcher. Gary Belcher. Appy Coruscant. No. Scott Gale was another guess as well. Thanks for that. Well, that was that meant to last the whole show? Yeah, it was, yeah. All right, okay. We better go to a break. We'll get to more of your texts in just a moment. Gee, some people have got some uh, opinions on Teddy as well. Mm. And I, I find this – got one that says uh, complimentary about me. Can I read it out? I would just say Glenn was going to say, I was going to say Mike Eden, but until you said he's knock kneed, <laughs> Glenn, it was Mike Eden. But you just came in after. Just David. on whether, uh, just on whether um, Teddy, mm-hmm. whose management's pushing for the an option in 2025 to yep. be signed at the current rate. Yes. And there's a, reports that there, there's a bit of tension between the Roosters and his management. And Daddy Vass, our producer, saying, yeah, I'd get rid of him. Um, which is just ridiculous. He'd be 32 years of he age. He didn't say, I'd oh, just get rid of him. You're throwing him under the bus. I'm paraphrasing a little. Yeah. A little. <laughs> G'day, boys. You're spot on, Jason, with Teddy. I'm a Roosters fan and good on you for being honest. If, if They will not get rid of Teddy. Uncle Nick is very loyal and he will not get 
rid of one of the best players to play the game for the Roosters. We're not saying he's going to get rid of them. The question is... Well, this is what Daddy Vass claimed. And he hates him because he's a New South Welshman. <laughs> and I'm drawing the line tonight on Sports Day. I have had enough of this New South Wales bashing and this Queensland bias. Where does James Tedesco sit alongside... And not because one of his co- uh, one of our former colleagues. I still believe Gary Belcher is one of the one of the greatest fullbacks we've ever seen. I've got Gary top twelve. Gary Belcher revolutionised. Everyone said Billy did. Yeah. Badge was doing what what Billy was doing in the in the late eighties or eighties and nineties. But uh, you got Belcher, you got Slater, you got Langlands. Slater was the greatest. Yeah. Where will Teddy sit by the time he retires? That's will he be question. in the top five fullbacks of all time? I say, absolutely. Yep. Let's throw it out to our listeners. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. What are you laughing at now? Oh, Daddy Vass has written in, this, in the run sheet, Sats's fourth clue. He spelt fourth F-O-R-T-H. I don't know what's going on. What's, what's going on? I don't know. He's making these he's wild... He's the munchies out there or something. <laughs> he's... He's got these wild accusations about Teddy. Hey, you just saw an interesting headline flash up on uh, NRL 360. NRL 180. Yeah, I can't find it. Anyway, Rugby continue. from half the angles. Yeah, that's right. That's our segment. Um, it's got the Tigers' loss may affect them playing finals after round one. What, one round, so they're, they could be out. Early losses will cruel Tigers' finals chances. How many did you lose in your, uh, straight up at the beginning of the season when you won the premiership? We lost three of our first five. Got Jeez. smashed by Melbourne by 40. We were leading the Raiders by 24 and got run down. We had a bye and then the rest was history. If I listen to everything that's come out this week so far about round one, the Dolphins will be premiers mm. in 2023. Hey, David from Old Toon, Gabby, well done. You've won the tickets to the Supercars this weekend. It was Mike Eden. Right, yeah. We've got a big second hour of the show coming up. Uh, Andrew Webster, the coach of the New Zealand Warriors, will join us. Got some tips for Wanty Park tonight. Plus, you're the most important thing here. We're going to get to your text. Oh, Steve Smith as well from India. It's all coming up. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Certainly a second big hour of the show for your Wednesday night. Normally a very quiet night in the world of rugby league. Rugby league. Um, but tonight seems to be incredibly busy, Sats. Mm. Uh, David from Old Toon Gabby. Well done, mate. You won yourself a, a three-day double pass to the Newcastle Supercars event March 12. Catch SEN's coverage of round one of the 2023 Supercars Series at Newcastle. One of the great, one of the great circuits, Newcastle. Tight. Yeah, it is. Beautiful. Tight, tight, tight. The, yep. back, the backdrop of the, the beach, 
Amazing. Amazing scenes. Great to watch on telly. Live from midday this Sunday and listen to it on the radio on SEN and the SEN app. Of course, we're proud partners of the supercars yes. this year. Um, what tech, about... Hey? I was going to say, some annoying text messages coming What about through. What about our imbecilic <clears throat> colleague that has joined our team still in probation? I'm invoicing for my last text. Is this Matt Rogers? Give Teddy his extension. And then he comes up in the system because he's part of the team. Yeah, his name's in there. Yeah, Matt Rogers is underneath it. So we, we know if we don't know the name, it's just a number. But a lot of, but, but, but a lot of our up. listeners, but also Sats, a lot of our listeners' names come up as yeah. well because they text us a lot. We put their names in the system. So Glenn's is Glenn the Reality King, yeah. for example. Danger's in there. Everyone's in there. Adrian. As Pest. And then he sends another text going, Rat, as in we don't know. Oh, that, that came from Rat. Beat it. He's now in the whack pack. He's it's official that yeah, Brett Rogers mm. is now in the whack pack. Uh, fourth test starts tomorrow very shortly. Um, I got it mixed up. Not Steve Smith, but someone who's probably got a better test average than him. Uh, Adam Collins from the SEN commentary team will be joining us in just a moment. Lots to ask him, including the story about two pitches. Now, there's a text here from Man Boobs. They came in earlier. Says Jason, why did Australia's bats? Oh no, that's a different one. Hang on, no, 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 no. Oh, there's one there around about two pitches being actually being know, prepared, prepared for this based test on match. the toss and yeah, no, and Australia's team. Yeah. yeah. So if they name two spinners, mm. for example, and they bring in Scott Boland, well, they'll all shuffle across to the other pitch because that'll suit. Their side, as opposed to Australia's. Well, why are we moving pitches when that one's got the stumps in it already? <laughs> like it's, it's. Can we? I mean, Have you noticed when the stumps are being hit, mostly by the the Indian bowlers in the second test, how far they're coming out of the? They're nearly stabbing. Yeah. Barrett, the the wicketkeeper. Yeah. They must be going in the ground because that ground is that hard. They must be in the ground that much. As soon as they get any contact, they. Yeah, perhaps. I want to talk to I want to talk to Adam Collins about the pitch. He, I think he had a look at him today. Mm. Uh, which one would he go with? The one on the left? Are we still sticking a key? No in the pitch. No, I don't know. Let us know when he's ready, Daddy Vass, and we'll have a chat to him in just a moment. Oh, he's on OB one. Oh, he's already yeah, here. Here he is. Adam Collins. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, oh, yeah. Adam, you're I'm on the counting, air. Counting, Adam. Adam. Oh, there we go. That, that's. Uh, <laughs> Ever so efficient. I was talking to your producer no more than five seconds ago doing a mic check. Hello. Well, mate, we'll padding, we'll padding until you joined us. Let's talk about ah. these. Uh, let's talk about these two pitches, right? Um, and we've it's had, all done. So which <laughs> which one are we using? The left one or the right one or the one that's pace friendly or spin friendly? This is ridiculous. We're using the black soil one, which is the one we anticipated from the moment we arrived yesterday. So to put it in perspective, they did prepare a second pitch, which is about. Six over from where I'm looking, uh, which was the red soil, um, and this is the black soil. So the one quirk here is that they're not using the pitch down the middle. Normally when we rock up at a test venue, uh, there are a couple of pitches in the middle which are used for television games. Um, it's unusual to go so far across the wicket square that they have to make um, makeshift camera gantries and makeshift sight screens where there otherwise would be seats. You might see that at a you know, Sheffield Shield game or a county championship game, but very unlike, very unusual rather for it to be at a test match at a stadium that holds, well, allegedly 132,000 people. Oh. So uh, that, that's the thing that stands out. But it is the pitch that Steve Smith uh, told us that he expected they'd play on when they were looking at it yesterday. Is it spin-friendly or pace-friendly? 
He reckons it'll be the pitch that's most likely to generate bigger scores. So he says that he thinks it. So that's the starting point. But he added to that uh, that he still thinks it'll turn on day one. So like maybe like Nagpur, which would be a from what we've seen since, a perfectly uh, reasonable compromise, I suppose. So yeah. um, Nagpur Australia batted badly on day one, got to 194, I think it was. Should have done far better. Uh, and India showed that when they went out and batted for 140 overs and mm. made 400 comfortably the highest score of the series. So, yeah, I agree. It'd be great if we um, had a, a surface that lent itself to bulk runs. And Steve Smith, in all probability, is playing his final test match in India, remembering they don't come back for four years. So um, he right. needs no further incentive, given how well he played here in 17, yet to really have a big one over here this time in, in these really challenging conditions. So he, he's pumped up to go big and bat for a couple of days. Adam, you're in and around the team. You see the players mm. and when Pat Cummins is skipper, obviously he leads in a, in a different way to what Steve Smith does. With Steve Smith there as captain, is the interaction, we can see what happens on the field, his field placements, he's always pretty spot on, but the interaction around the team, is he? can you see a noticeable change when Steve Smith is the captain? Uh, look, I would I would say this. I covered all of Smith's captaincy from 2015 until 2018. I think I did every Test match, so I got to see him up close a lot. Um, he is he is a, a considerably more relaxed man these days. He's been through a lot, right? You know, served yep. that long suspension, leadership ban that ran for a couple of years and 12 months out of the game. He was sort of public enemy number one for a while there. We've got to remember what the fero- the ferocity of the storm around sandpaper, and he's now leading this side. As the acting captain, great mate of Pat Cummins, and they're right in sync. We asked him yesterday about um, his relationship with Pat and how they do it together. And, you know, he likes to elaborate on that and, and discuss how he is really happy at where he is in his test career. And the fact that he's leading the Aussie team at the moment is purely a function of Cummins being back home with his mum, um, who's, who's obviously very ill. So there's no suggestion that, that Steve Smith's going to become the captain again. He, he's yeah. really happy where, with where he's at um, as the number two. And remember that having a strong vice-captain has been often um, something that's defined really strong Australian generations. You think about Alan Border taking Australia to where they got to. Um, it helped that he had Jeff Marsh with him. Or when Mark Taylor took Australia to the top of the world, Ian Healy behind the stump. So the, the Cummins-Smith combination for as long as it lasts, maybe a couple of years or something like that, um, it's one they're both completely invested in and committed to. Now, so what are we looking at when it comes to the 11? Will we see... They've been a revelation, Murphy and Kerneman. I've loved yep. the line that Kerneman has bowled, to be quite honest, in those, those trying conditions in India. Um, will they go with the three spinners? Will Scott Boland get another start? I'd be really surprised if they they changed the side. You know that old Australian thing, never change a winning team? Uh, And even if this pitch does... Uh, it does flatten out a bit more than indoor, remembering it wouldn't have to do much to, to be flatter than indoor. Um, they'll still want three spinning options. I'd be surprised if they moved away from that, given how well the three of them worked in tandem. Murphy is more a holding bowler, although with certain Nagpur, he can be a strike bowler as well. Lyon going as well as he has, ever has away from home throughout his long sure. and celebrated career. And then Kuhneman, what a great start for him. I know he's not a world beater yet, but he did take five for 16 on day one of the indoor. You've got to do it. You know, it's, all, it's all good and well to have the surface there. You've, you've got to be able to... Um, execute, as they say, excuse the cliche. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be the same side. The other point that Smith made at his press conference just before, actually, was that Stark and Green barely bowled it indoor. So there's no workload issues. And if it ends up being the kind of test match where it's a bit more seam heavy in the first innings and a bit more spin heavy in the second, they, they feel like they've got both bases covered. Yeah, of course, Kuhneman from that great cricket club on the Gold Coast, Queen Sats, where all good cricketers <laughs> come from. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to nominate myself here. Uh, fourth grade, <laughs> former fourth grade Good captain, bird. 
Birdie played there in my team there for a bit. Hey, I, I just want to talk. look ahead, and we've been talking about it on the show tonight. Do you think we've seen the last of Dave Warner in the starting 11 in an Australian test team? I doubt it. I think that they are committed to Warner in the in the short term. And by the short term, I'm, I'm really talking about the World Test Championship final. Not the Remembering Ashes. Remembering that that precedes the Ashes. I, I just think they'll give him enough latitude to, to play there and see what happens. I'd be really surprised if they dumped him before that. Remembering that it's kind of like a grand final. And do you dump your... Like, if you think of it in footy terms, if you, you know, and I don't like doing that with cricket, but easy to do so here. In footy terms, do you drop your, you know, your, your senior player who's been around the squad for a dozen years on the cusp of the grand final? You don't because it, it, it changes the, the environment, the dressing room environment. You try and keep it as best you can through a final series, uh, as consistent as you can. So I think there are, there are elements to this that should be considered a one-off final and why that might serve Warner well. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think they know either. Um, the fact is the line of communication is clearly open. David Warner's spoken about his ongoing discussions with the selectors, his desire to continue playing white ball cricket after his um, test career is complete. So 50 yeah. over World yeah. Cup later in the year, which he, he still, you know, we saw he was a world beater against England a few months ago in Australia. It wasn't a particularly um, high intensity series, but Warner in 50 over cricket is um, good to go. And in 20 over cricket, didn't have a great World Cup, but did, um, did dominate for Delhi in the IPL last year. So he, it feels like he's still got that part of his career ahead of him to complete it for Australia. Um, the only real question remaining is that um, can he go all the way through and make it to the end of the Ashes? I, I would say it's less likely than more likely, just based on what we've seen over the last 12 months and the interrogation he's going to receive in England. But I would just split out um, and draw a distinction between the World Test Championship final and, and the five tests that follow against England. Uh, interesting uh, point of view on that. I'm not sure whether he'll make that 11, but he can still have an impact on the dressing room uh, yeah. if he's selected in the squad. I think, I don't know, I, I mean, you're seeing it firsthand, just seeing Head and Kawadra at the top of the order uh, in that test at indoor. Australia just looked better balanced. And I just thought, and they gave us a better start. So that could be the way we go. Tomorrow, uh, it all happens on SEN from 1.30 mm-hmm. Queensland time, 2.30 uh, New South Wales and, and Daylight Savings time. I'm looking forward to this coverage. Is is the king of Australian cricket, Ian Healy, uh, going to be jumping into the uh, commentary box at all? He's in the country. He'll be in the box. I'm, I'm not sure how often we'll have him because he's got formal commitments here with, with Cricket Queensland. He's, of course, a board director there. But I'm reliably informed that Ian Healy will be in the SEN commentary box along with myself, Daniel Norcross, Ravi Shastri, Harsha Bogle's back with us this week, Louis Cameron, the former Victorian bowler, Phil Long, our statistician, and Peter Lawler, the chief cricket correspondent oh, at the Australian. So it's a, it's a packed lineup this week for the fourth I test don't match. think Healy will make the team. No, nah, he, he may will. not. He, he, was will. Talk, he was talking about on radio this morning. He's going, oh, I will pop in. Thing is, though, he'll go from corporate box to corporate box to corporate He Just, just put the breathalyzer on by the yeah. time he gets to the commentary <laughs> box, would you? <laughs> well, he has, been, um, he has been going viral with those videos, hasn't he? Um, Absolutely. With the, uh, with the sweepology and all the rest of it. So uh, I think that the Australian people need to know what Ian Healy has to say this week at Underbirds. That's yep. my view. Beautiful, mate. We look forward to the coverage tomorrow. Adam Collins from the SCN Cricket uh, team. See you, mate. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. There you go. There's Colo live from India. What a junket, India. Yeah. Oh, Hills is doing it tough. He's doing it very tough. We've got to go to a break. Yep. Uh, when we come back, we're going to catch up with Warriors coach Andrew Webster next on Sports Day. <laughs>
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. Home side here tonight. It's been a successful return to the Cape Tin. Sky Stadium in Wellington. All smiles here, most of these fans tonight, because they've seen the Warriors. With the coaching of Andrew Webster, just his fourth game as a head coach after a couple of fill-in stints at both the Tigers and the Panthers. His first win as a full-time coach. Yeah, there it was, his first game as a full-time coach. And I'll tell you what, Sats, it must have been special for the team and the fans to play that first game in a long time of the season back home in New Zealand. He joins us now. He is, of course, the Warriors head coach. We had him on late last year. Andrew Webster, welcome to Sports Day. How was that feeling for the crowd and the boys and the the whole club to get that first win of the season back home? I think it was relieving and exciting, I suppose. I think for the boys in particular, I was so happy for them. Um, you want to start the year on a good note, getting the two points. Um, it was ugly at times, but you probably got to win ugly in the first five rounds. Um, so, yeah, just really excited for all the fans, that the support down in Wellington. I don't know what it looked like on television, but the atmosphere was really cool. So um, lots of um, blue Warriors jerseys, so really proud of that. And, and uh, yeah, just so happy for the boys. No, it looked good on TV, Webby, I've got to say. But uh, in saying that also, why Wellington, round one? Why was it Wellington not in Auckland? Uh, a couple of reasons. So there was a Harry Styles. So Mount Smart oh. um, <laughs> are known for their um, concerts. <laughs> They're known for their concerts. Yeah, and it always happens around this time. So um, that was one reason. The other reason was we pretty excited to take the game um, to around New Zealand. So obviously with COVID, um, there's been no football here at all. And then at the back end of last year, Auckland got to see a few games. So um, we took a trial game to Christchurch and get an opportunity to take it to Wellington and show our fans there. That, that was pretty cool as well. So it's a bit of bittersweet because we'd love to be well, Wellington, um, on Mount Smart, but... Yeah, it was a good opportunity to take it down there as well. Yeah, Mount Smart Operations said to the Warriors, there's only one direction for you, and that's Wellington. Oh, that's Bang. good. Got it? That yeah. is good. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, now, Webby, you've been in New Zealand before as an assistant. So since you've returned, has the transition been easier, but has much change in relation to the organisation itself? Um, yeah, it's, it's been easy. It's been easy the living in the town itself, um, even working at the club, because uh, half the staff are still there. I think three or four players, I coaches and assistants are still here. So I've got relationships with people. Um, I've worked with some of our coaching staff here before, uh, even in the high performance. So it, it's been a lots of continuity in that, in that sense. Um, I feel like the ambition's a little bit different, or very different from the players and the front office. Um, they're trying to put a real pathway system in here where um, giving them the opportunity that we can have SG balls, Jersey flag teams eventually, how Matthews, hopefully, but currently got a New South Wales Cup as well. So that's never been done in the history of the Warriors. So I feel like the ambition here to create a pathways program, keep our talent is really, really high and they want to win competition. So I'd say that's the biggest change that I can see and completely different squad, obviously. So... Um, yeah, barring a couple. But what, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. 
I've said this to you in person when I saw you in, in Auckland uh, before Christmas, Webby, and I, I, and I said I loved your comments in a story that you did before Christmas where you said, I'm not going to go from the Panthers where we had great success. I'm not going to copy and paste and try and transfer that to another team. One of the smartest things I think any coach can do. So what are the ingredients that you've identified now that can make the New Zealand Warriors a premiership threat? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's working out our style, um, what suits us. So, yeah, a bit of repeat here in a lot of interviews I've probably done is the fact that you've got to establish what wins generically. So every team's got to be good at. Um, so we, we know what that looks like and we've practised it hard. And then also, what are, we, what are our strengths? So um, I feel like we've got a really mobile pack, uh, a you know, really mobile forward pack, which is exciting. So we've got to play to that. We, I like our spine. So... Um, We've got a, a lot of Wade Egan near the try line. So there's things like that you've got to play to. I think the ingredients is we're going to have to keep being resilient. I think that's a generic thing in the real and turn up for each other and be able to turn things away. Um, the biggest thing we've got to work on, the biggest ingredient here is about building a lot more pressure. We Even on the weekend, we made things really hard for ourselves, even though we uh, came away with the two points. We could have, could have made the night a lot easier and a lot smarter. But, um, yeah, those those kind of things are what we're, what we're working on. Webby, when Sats and I spoke to you late last year, you said one of the one of the keys to success was going to be the defence. Uh, we both thought yep. the defence in your first game last week was pretty good. Were you happy with Outstanding. that? Yeah, I was happy. I was really happy with the trial line stuff, definitely. I mean, they were parked down on our line for quite some time. Um, we considered two tries, which is... Um, we had a little bit of a brain snap early and, and one bad decision later in the game. So I, I was happy with that. Um, I think um, I think it's like, I think as everyone starts to click a little bit more and everyone starts to get a little bit slick in their attack, because uh, everyone's sort of rusty round one, even though you practice all pre-season, you, you're, you're attacking against a completely different defence. You're not, you're not attacking against what you face it, uh, from your teammates. So I think we're going to have to... Keep improving rapidly on our defence because I think what's going to be thrown at us is going to be a lot stronger than what we're receiving at the moment. Now you mentioned your spine and how impressed you are with them at the moment. A guy that I I can't believe the Sharks let him go. To be quite honest, you know who I'm going to talk about straight away. I thought he was really good in the trials. And Luke Metcalf is skillful. He's deceptive. He's got great speed. When's he due back? Uh, he's going to be a while, Luke. Uh, he's going to be probably seven to seven to ten games from now. So uh, Luke's got a, a hamstring um, tear, and everyone's and probably thinking that's a bit that sounds a bit crazy for him to be out for that long. But um, he's done it before, or quite a few times when he was in Australia. Uh, so we just want to make take some care here and just uh, and look after him. I think he's the future. So. Um, we've got to make sure that he's not constantly tearing his hamstring. We've got to take our time and get this right with him. Could he be back earlier? Yeah, I, I think he could be, but we're not We're not rushing. We're, we're trying to play the long game here for longevity of his career. Now, is there any he's, players he's any players you didn't know much about? Webby going over there. You have coaching against them at the Panthers, but haven't really known a lot about them, but gone over there and they've raised your eyebrows and gone, hey, this guy's... You know, just impressed me to the point where, you know, I now know a lot more about him. But not only that, he's he's got so much more about his game I didn't know know about. Is there someone that stands out? Um, 
Well, Marcelo Montoya is like he's a very good leader. So I see him on television running hard, like a like a crazy man in the defensive line. I've always seen that and known that about Mars. Um, the energy around the group, like they're the things, the energy and how he leads and how he helps people. Like I, I wouldn't, I was shocked by that, and just because you don't know him. Um, Torhu Harris, like I thought he was, he's like one of the best locks in the NRL. Um, and I, I knew how good he was as a player, but I just didn't know how competitive he was as a person. Just you find out things like that um, and just how bad he wants to win and his leadership skills are, are, are second to none. So I think it's those sort of things you you just like, you watch him, like you say, you think, I know this about him as a, as a player, but then when you actually see the character in them. Uh, and some of our young guys, which you guys wouldn't have heard about, that's when I walk in and go, what's our young players here like? that haven't played first grade yet, and we've got a few good ones coming through. Yeah, nice. I remember talking to some of the Melbourne Storm players about Taihu Harrison, and at the time he was only 20 or 21 playing NRL in a team like Melbourne Storm, and I thought, yeah, this kid must be pretty special if he's if he's keeping his place in a Melbourne Storm team and winning comps. Now, um, what about your fullback last week, Charles Nickel Klukstar? He was very Dylan Edwards-like, wasn't he? He was everywhere. His positioning, his energy was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's Chance's strength. You know, he he puts the team first, so he wants to be where they need him. He will do that unselfish run when the when the boys are uh, tired. He brings fullback the ball back really, really well. Um, I think his biggest strength on the weekend was picking on forwards when they were tired around the ruck. Um, just that energy he had and that evasion. So I thought he was really good. They tried to. Tried to kick on him early a couple of times and he's put himself in the line and knew when to get out at the right time. And I thought that try saver on Ponga was just like unbelievable. Yeah. So Okay. Um, yeah, he he's he, a beauty. His energy is amazing. His energy is amazing. Now yeah. now one of the hardest questions you'll get all year, and I hope I'm not sort of clashing with any sponsors with the oh, Warriors go. now. So I um I apologise if I'm about to, and, and you can correct me, of course. Do the right don't thing. Don't get me in trouble. No, I'm not. Correct so me if I'm right. Trouble. I don't want Cam, I don't want Cameron George knocking on your door. Two first names, Cameron George. I now are, are you a DB or a Spates man? Good question. DB or a, mate? Am I allowed to say Lion Red? Is that yeah, okay? yeah. It's up to you. Absolutely. You're a Lion Red man, are you? Yeah. No, mate. Stacey Jones absolutely loves loves it. So I have a beer with him. Um, Spates is fine. We've even snuck a few VB cans over here. So oh wow! Um, yeah, team manager slipped a couple of those in the esky for me after the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, mate, I'm I'm very versatile. <laughs> That's a good way to as answer. As long as it's cold yeah, yeah. and wet. Hey, um, yeah, cold. Yeah, cold and wet. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, uh, we've, uh, hey, listen. Uh, obviously, you watched that Dolphins. Versus Roosters game last week. Manu's yep. back. Geez, what's the feeling like uh, possibly taking well taking on the Roosters after copying that beating from the Dolphins last week? They'll want to hit back. They'll want to hit back hard. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, oh, we we're well aware of it. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because we we've got things, so many things we want to work on and get better from our win. Um, that yes, we've got obviously one eye on what we're going to improve on. And then also, what did we see on from the weekend? And, and yeah, they I heard Trent talk after the game. You know, they're they're um, certainly, I'm sure, going to come out firing. So 
um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to be prepared for that. So another another weakness of ours uh, last week was obviously we didn't start very well in the first half and second half. So um, when a hungry team like that come out on their home first first home game in Sydney, I think they're going to be pretty fired up. So we better be ready for it. Yeah, the new Allianz as well. Now before we let you go, I've been meaning to ask a few of the coaches now because when I was back playing, we used to do a, well. The coaches did a lot of work on the opposition, and you knew pretty much. Yep. Something about every player in the opposition. You know, they carry the ball mainly in this hand. They'll step off that foot. How, how much work? Because we always hear Webby coaches say, so we've just got to worry about our game first and foremost. But how much emphasis goes on the opposition? And then how much of that is fed back into the playing group without confusing them and, and over overkilling them too much with information? Yeah, so I think oh, we definitely... You've got to know your enemy. It's stupid if you're going blind. Um, the old saying we've got to look after ourselves is like so true it's not funny like because that's that's the way to get improvement but you got to know what's coming we feed the most important things from the team aspect meaning what the team needs to see and know um, as for say if you're a right center you need to know what their left center does because you're going to mark him what hand he carries it in what foot he steps off so we'll do that in position groups so like a front rower doesn't need to sit there and video and see how, how the left is going to mm. take on our right centre. He just needs to probably worry about the pack. Um, probably needs to more worry about those outside backs when they carry the ball through the middle. So we will, we will talk about that. We will look at sort of weaknesses we think we can exploit. Um, but we break it down into small groups so that we're not showing endless amounts of video or content that they don't need to see. We only show what that particular group of players need to see or that individual. And then we'll go into a, a, a broader team aspect where we summarise it. So we definitely do work on it. It's really interesting to hear that, Webby, because, pl- you know, like players now, you don't want to put them all in the one room and it's a sad set. Don't them. You yeah. Don't overcook and it's good. And But they want nah. to know, they want to know why they've got to make those. They want, they want to know why we're doing that. And I, mate, that's outstanding to hear that and the psyche behind the whole thing. Mate, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Pleasure. All right. Absolute pleasure. Uh, you, actually, that's a good point you make, Jace. Do you find that, Webby? I know that when we're all playing, and, and you yourself, Webby, that if a coach told you to do something, yeah. you just you did it. But it, is the new athlete, like Jace says, do they want to know? Do, are there some athletes that want to know why we want to do that? Not challenging the, the coach, but more sort of more reasoning behind their, why they're doing something. Oh, I think because they've got so, they have access to so much information, um, and. They're, they're across so many different things. So uh, in the game, if you come up with an idea or you want something from a player and he sits there and goes, well, how does that look for me and how am I actually going to do that and how, what impact's it going to have type thing? Um, so you've got you to, yeah, if you, get, if you want real buying, you're going to have to explain things. I think there's some things that some players don't need that. They just go, whatever, boss, I'll do it. Yep, 100%. Others are like well-educated on different parts of the game and they want to actually know why. And if you do that, I think you'll get a greater buy-in. Mm. What, what, one more quick one. Sorry, I know we've taken so much of your time, but we spoke yeah. to Eddie Jones last night. Yeah. And Matt Rogers, or maybe even Sats, asked him, you know, what happens because his coaching style in the past has been quite tough. Quite con- confrontational. Yeah. And he said, no, nah, no, nah, yep. there's still a time and place for it now. You Do you believe that, Andrew? Oh, definitely. I think I think the um, that's one thing. Also, knowing the group and knowing the individual. So, 
you can't you can't be real confrontational um, with every single player because they they just won't relate well to it, and it's probably not their learning style and how they improve. Some people probably respond to it really well and, and, and like it. You got to you got to get that on an individual basis, a mm. team basis. Am I going to yell and scream here? Will this get the best out of them? And if it if it's not, then it's not the right way to go. But there's certainly going to be a time where you um, where you're going to need need that. But at the same same time when you do it, you've got to be authentic. So if that's Eddie's style and that's what he's good at, and, and um, people think he's being himself, then it'll actually have an impact. But if they think you're just doing it for the sake of it and you're trying to be someone you're not, because I'm not a huge yeller and screamer, I've got one in me if I had to, mm. but uh, every now and then I might I might let go with something. But um, no, I'm, I'm a, my style's a little different. So you've got to be yourself in those regards. Like Ivan, he's not a yeller and screamer, as you could imagine. Mm. So, you're um, a crazy redhead. Of course you've got a oh, temper. You've got a yell in you, yeah. 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 Hey, 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 strawberry blonde. <laughs> strawberry blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Rightio, Andrew Webster, a head coach of the New Zealand Warriors, taking on the Roosters Saturday Arvo at Allianz. Enjoy that brand new stadium. And I reckon, given the proximity to Bondi Beach, I reckon there's going to be more more Warriors supporters there than Roosters. True, so true. enjoy the home crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I, I, I hope all the Warriors fans can get there and we can give them something to cheer about. Thanks for your time, Webby. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Certainly is. uh, That time of the week where we talk uh, greyhound racing in in New South Wales, one of our favourites most times. Uh, The Greyhound Super Series presents the Country Classic Saturday 18th of March. Simon Orchard's from... Simon Orchard is from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. I'm still deciding, Simon, whether we ask you for your tips uh, for Wenty Park tonight. I want them. And I want them in a multi. That's two weeks in a row. That's what I want. Two weeks in a row we didn't collect anything. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's sad, isn't it? Hey, what I'm more concerned about is you said one of the favourites. You guys should do a uh, power rankings poll of favourite talent or favourite tipsters and just to keep us on our toes. Mm. We seriously do have the worst tipsters, Chris Nelson and Simon Orchard. <laughs> I mean, so what have we done wrong, Sats? And he tells us off the air, our colleague Gareth Hall on SCN Track, I've tipped him seven out of eight. Mm. You're keeping, you're, you're, you're ripping our audience off, Simon. So let's turn it around tonight. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that soon. There's a few country cups on around New South Wales at the moment. Maitland Cup heats on tomorrow night. Mate, what are you murdering some kids in the background What's there? What's going on there? <laughs> and then the tomorrow. I'll tell you what, boys. What? <laughs> I got to stop picking up the kids at about uh, yeah about this time of the evening on, oh. on a. On a Wednesday, I tell you what, I, I don't know what happens to them. As soon as I get on air, they turn into these the freak ch- freak children that just want to scream and pull shorts down and tackle each other. And anyway, <laughs> look, um, you're right. Country what? country cups are happening. Maitland Cup heats tomorrow night, so I'll be on track. Can't wait to get down there. I was having a look at the form before, guys. He's grand as a dog. Really love. He had a wonderful 2022. Unfortunately, he's been scratched today at some stage. So there's a dog I wanted you to keep an eye on called Get Got the Feature. So for all the pokey players out there, you know, gamble responsibly. Oh, yeah. um, got the Feature is a dog that I really love. Dave Smith trains. Last couple hasn't run so well, but before that was on a six or seven run win streak, including a bunch of races at Maitland. So he'll jump race five, number one. It's the first heat 
of the Maitland Cup tomorrow. And I just think he'll be a really, really hard dog to beat. I think he could be short, but he's the dog I want you to watch through the series. Um, so that's the Maitland Cup. And then on Sunday, the Tomorrow Cup final will be on. How's this for a name, boys? Salad Dodger. Broke the track record last week. Salad Dodger. That's right. One of the that's better names nickname. getting around. <laughs> and it beat, uh, it beat a dog by the name of She's a Pearl, who everyone knows. Yes. Everyone loves. So wow. no, no mean feat. Not only beat the Pearl, broke the track record. Anthony has a party from Victoria is bringing that dog back up for the final. I reckon She's a Pearl's probably going to start favourite. I think she jumps from box two in the final. I don't mind Wiradjuri Jack from the one and an each way play. So there's just a couple for your listeners, boys, if they're thinking maybe have a bet tomorrow at the Maitland Cup Heat. Got the feature. If they're thinking about having a bet on Sunday in the Tomorrow Cup final, I don't mind Wiradjuri Jack each way, uh, but she's a pearl and salad dodger going to be really hard to beat as well. I can't wait to see Jace's greyhound uh, go up against salad dodger. His, his greyhound's name's Chico Roll Inhaler. <laughs> So um, is that is that the comedy? <laughs> that's, um, that's not even funny. Now uh, I even laugh the country it. classic rolls into Dubbo Saturday night. There's four semi-finals. Now, have you made your way out there? Then when, uh, yet, when are you heading out there? No, not heading out there yet. I couldn't get a leave pass from the wife mm. and the kids, as you can hear in the background. Uh, not until next week. So I'll get on the plane. The plane to Dubbo. Hey, they don't stick me in a car. Fly me out there. Um, I, I think I've said on the last couple of shows, Jason Owen. This bloke is going off online. He's gone viral. He's a country music singer. He'll be entertaining the crowd out there March 18. That's the final. But this Saturday, we've got the semis. There's four of them. We've got some wonderful dogs. Not only has the Lord Kennel got a big hand, we've got some great Victorians. Mark Delbridge is bringing a bunch up. We've got a dog by the name of Dookie Devil, who's an absolute star in the making. He'll be running from box eight in the third semi-final. And then we've got a, a couple of Queenslanders as well, boys. So there really is talent from everywhere. I can't wait to watch the semi Top two dogs from each race will advance to the final a week later. And get this, it's worth $125,000. How's that for about 34 seconds of work? Wow. Tell you what, that would be very nice indeed. All right. <sighs> Tips tonight at Wednesday Park. Here we go. I want a multi here. Come on. Well, look. We're going to try and make some money tonight. We're going to try and do something a little bit different. So we've gone to Wenty Park, as always. We're going to go race five, number three, Charlo to place into race eight, number three, simply Limelight to win. So race five, number three, Charlo to place into race eight, number three, simply Limelight to win. Simply Limelight's really short. He's the best dog in the race. He's been flying around Wenty Park. It's his favourite chack. And Charlo, I think he's favourite for his race as well. So I reckon can run at least a hole or a drum or a place or whatever you want to call it. And I think we can get back on track tonight. All right, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, the world's richest middle distance race, <laughs> the Country Classic, Saturday 18th of March at Dubbo. You'll be there. No doubt hanging out with some of our great listeners uh, from Dubbo. Steve who, from Dubbo. Uh, um, yeah, we've got lots of listeners down there in Dubbo listening to us. So, mate, I love them to go and hang out with you. Is it true you'll shout them all? Oh, Jesus, that What's little... going on, Orchard, with those children? Yeah, mate. Is that your kid? Oh, mate. <laughs> they're not my kids, I'm telling you. I can't... Like, my kids, literally, they're sitting here just their hands folded in their laps. Um, Dad's what, what doing, doing another. Oh, you want to play the skill tester. You want to do the skill <laughs> test. All right. Look, right I've got to go do the skill tester. But you're right. Anyone that comes up to me at Country Classic Night, I'll buy them a beer if they say we are a listener of the wonderful show. On Beautiful. I will almost, like I'll almost drive down to Dubbo for that just to get yeah. a free beer out of Simon Orchard. Uh, mate, enjoy your night with the kids, and uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday. 
Yeah, sounds good, boys. Who The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. What are you kidding me? This is the last segment I for know. tonight. This is so sad. Quickly, before we get to some texts and your last laugh, football is here with $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men. T's and C's apply. Sydney FC held on with 10 men to win 1-0 over yes. last place Melbourne victory. That's good. Very good. Max Burgers, great name. Was given a red card in the 84th minute. That could work in any sport, Max Burgers. Oh, God. that's a. Mm. I'm opening up a fish and chip shop now. I'm calling it Max Burgers, and all you do are large burgers. He's with me. Why well, is it a fish and chip shop if it's Max Burgers? Well, you do burgers and fish and chips. That's... Okay, I'm doing a burger shop. a great shop. comparison at all. I'm going to do, do a, a burger shop. Call it Max's. Oh, I'm going to do, <laughs> do a vegan burger shop. And I'm, it doesn't matter. Uh, Sydney could move as high as fourth this weekend with a win over the Phoenix and New Zealand text messages, Sats. Uh, great interviews tonight, guys. In fact, I still remember the Headley Thomas interview. That was perhaps the best I've heard on any radio. Stephen Dubbo. Sats, you watched maths last night. What about that Grub Harrison troublemaker? Love I love him. No, I'd choke him out. Um, no, I don't reckon you would. I think he's bigger than you. When we talk about fullbacks, where does Teddy, will Teddy sit at the end of his career? Will he be in the top five fullbacks? When it comes to top fullbacks, I always had Gary Jack as the best from the 80s. One player who never seems to get a mention, Robbie O'Davis, Sporty Gav. Yeah, won a Clive Churchill medal, Robbie O'Davis. Two premierships as well. Uh, gents, this is Daniel from Prairiewood, our smartest listener on the SEN app. Gents, there's a reason why the Roosters are consistent premiership contenders. That's because their recruitment and retention of players is constantly in transition, aren't afraid to make the tough decisions. Example. Mitchell Pearce, as a case in point, future-proofing for five, ten years with an ageing Kiri and Tedesco, the opportunity to retain Manu and Suali'i at the club for the next decade will have a factor heavily in their decision. She's got that out. Thank God for I think, that. I think Teddy will be there. He'll have to play for, I think, a little bit less, but yeah, he'll, he'll be stay. there. He'll be looked after. Yeah. Badge is definitely my top five fullbacks of all time. He was number one when it comes to the last laugh, though. That's wrong. That is true. No, it's wrong. No, that is true. This is my – Muzz has got probably the best text of the night, I'd say. G'day, fellas. Muzz are here with the introduction of the Dolphins, their unexpected win, and a few other upsets. I think the NRL season is going to be very close this year. If you look at the ladder, there's only two points that separates first and last. <laughs> I like it. See, there's your last laugh. Uh, did you read out the one from Michael from Des Moines? Wombat and GI were the best. Yeah. Yeah. Nine one two Stats. Love what Teddy brings to our game. Top five. Clive Churchill, Changa Langlands, Billy Slater, Wombat Edie. Yeah, two two Clive Churchill medals, Wombat Edie. Darren Lockyer. See, yeah, I always think of Lockyer as a six. He was just dangerous wherever he wanted, yeah, wherever we yeah. went. Um, now, uh, we had great female athletes because it's International Women's Day. Heather McKay, Heather McKay, I should say. What a, one of the great female sports, one of the great sports people, Australian sports people. Margaret Court. Craig in Melbourne. Thanks for listening in Melbourne. Um, what about, g'day boys, greatest woman in sport, all the mums that volunteer at the local sports yeah. club. Yep, absolutely. From Michael. Well done. Uh, yeah, Neville says, Heather McKay, look at her record. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. What about Kari Webb with seven majors? Yep. Tim from Parks. Another good one. Outstanding. Yeah, we've got a lot of, got a lot of really good text messages about, um, about the female athletes. Uh, g'day, Sats and Justin and Daddy Vass. Given that I don't want to make the 37 unanswered calls, no, I don't I'll leave you with it. this. Favourite no. female sports person ever, Jamie Carr. 
she could potentially be one of the great jockeys. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you read out his text? Why not? He's a jockey. Hey? Mark says, what about RTS back to the Roosters? No. Why would they go with RTS, who's older than Teddy, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Or around the same He'd age. He'd be around the same age, I think. He played in 2013 Grand Final on the wing. What's that, nine years ago? He's about, I think, 19, 20. Yeah, he might be a little bit... Yeah, no, he'd be probably about the same age. Maybe a little bit younger than Teddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got one here. Uh, Dawn Fraser. <laughs> yeah, of course. How, do we, had, <laughs> how have we forgotten about Dawn Fraser up until now? What a legend. Right, here, listen. Here we go. What? Are you ready? I've got a cracker for you. Are you fired? At least you've got one tonight. Here we go. On sports day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Uh, Matty McKeldin from the driver's seat is joining us in the studio. Matty, don't fake laugh. Now, Ozzy walks up to a Kiwi and says, Is that your dog? Kiwi says, Yep. He said, Can I speak to him? He goes, Mate, the dog don't talk, bro. So he says, how's it going, dog? The Aussie said, and the dog says, I'm doing all right. How's he treating you? He goes, yeah, he walks me every day. He feeds me. He's, he's a good owner. And said, hey, bro, can I speak to your horse? The Kiwi says, horse don't speak, bro. He says, how are you going, horse? He goes, yeah, I'm going good. I'm good. How's he treating you? Yeah, takes me riding all the time, feeds me well. He's a really good owner. And he says to the Kiwi, the Aussie, he goes, can I talk to your sheep? He goes, bro, that sheep lies. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that is good. <laughs> I get it. Uh, grab a podcast of the show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see ya. Goodbye!